Making sure you and your loved ones can live comfortably in the future starts with choices you make today. At RBC Wealth Management, they can help you make the right choices in using the assets you've built up over a lifetime. Whether it's leaving something for your loved ones, enjoying your own retirement, or giving to a favorite charity, RBC Wealth Management will help you plan for the coming years and the coming generations. Call the Quigley Group at the Eau Claire office of RBC Wealth Management at 715-858-7788 to see how they can help. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Hello, welcome back. This is Heather Mashevsky, owner of Embark. Um, I am a certified professional dog trainer and a certified behavior consultant. Um, and today we're going to kind of talk about something I've wanted to talk about for a while. Um, a lot of people ask me about what books they should read. Um, you know, what what's out there that they could get some really good information about, about dog training, um, their relationship with their dog. And so... Today, we're going to kind of dive into like my six top training books <laughs> um, so that you have a really good list for your summer reading escapades. So I thought we'd kind of pick apart a couple of books that, that I have found to be incredibly game-changing over the course of my career, um, and hopefully you can add them to your summer reading list. Um, they're not how-to books, I guess I would say. Um, the books I'm going to talk about today are more kind of circling around the relationship that you have with your dogs and kind of really diving into what they're thinking, um, which is kind of what we've talked a lot about on this podcast anyway. You know, what what makes a good relationship? How do you deepen your relationship with your dog? Um, and as we also, we've talked about quite a bit, is that you know, there's there's incredible research being done in the canine cognition world. And so a lot of these books kind of circle around to those kinds of things. Um, and some of these books are older. I mean, we know that there's a lot of really cool information right now coming out of a lot of the canine cognition laboratories and a lot of the cognitive research and learning research and, and uh, behavior science end of the dog training world. But um, some of these are older and a lot of the authors that we're going to talk about today are are kind of they were well above or well beyond their years <laughs> when some of these books came out. Some of them are newer, but some of them have kind of been around for a while. Um, and I think I've I've talked about this on my podcast before, but, you know, I came from, I, I'm considered a crossover trainer, which means that at some point in my career, I decided that I wasn't going to use force or aversives. Um, but, you know, I kind of came from the pinch collar, shock collar world. So that was kind of where I got my beginnings because that's how everyone did everything back in the 80s and early 90s. Um, and I think the books that I'm going to talk about have had a huge impact on how I look at dogs and how I train. So I hope that um, maybe some of you will, will be able to find them or take a look at them. And I think all of the ones that I'm going to talk about today are not only a book form, obviously, but most of them you can find on any of the audio libraries like Audible and Hoopla and 
um, some of the library resources that are out there. So if your preference is reading or your preference is listening, either would be kind of a good option for you. So so let's dive in. So these, I'm just going to put these in alphabetical order because I don't have a favorite. <laughs> I think they're all my favorites um, over the course of the years. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the author and kind of their background. And then I think just mention, you know, what the book kind of talks about really. Um, so the first one that's just in alphabetical order um, is a book by Suzanne Clothier. Um, her book is called Bones Would Rain from the Sky. Again, that's Suzanne Clothier. Her book is called Bones Would Rain from the Sky. And again, we talked about, you know, current research and dog training and um, behavior. But this book was written in 2002, which, I mean, that's 20 years old, <laughs> which typically in the dog training world is irrelevant because research changes so quickly. Um, there's a couple in my stack that are actually really old. Not Well, I guess I would say really old in terms of the dog world. But um, So Suzanne is a, a behaviorist, a dog trainer from upstate New York. Um, she raises German Shepherds under the kennel name um, Hawks Hunt, German Shepherds. Um, and she's been in the dog world forever. Her background is horses, dogs. She has a huge understanding of biomechanics. And so her ability to read a dog is like incredible. <laughs> we hosted her for a workshop, gosh, October 2018, I believe. Um, and the to watch her observe a dog walk into a room and kind of just read every single piece of what its body is saying, um, if it's in pain, where that's coming from, is is like one of the most amazing things you could witness. So this book is not a, a training book. Um, and, and again, none of the books I'm going to talk about today are a, a how-to book. They're kind of just looking at your relationship with your dogs. Um, and her book is titled, If a Dog's Prayers Were Answered, Bones Would Rain from the Sky, Deepening Our Relationship with Dogs. And a lot of these are kind of just stories that Suzanne writes about, about dogs she's encountered, clients she's had, stories she's had, um, what the outcomes of of kind of some of these um, stories, training sessions, relationships, kind of what they looked like. Um, and she kind of brings it from this cultural perspective of, you know, our dogs should be like Lassie and they should be these perfect dogs that do perfect things. And as we all know, that is not true. <laughs> um, we all know that dogs come with their own set of kind of genetics and, um, uh, you know, what, what, what they're motivated by. And so this book is just, it's super easy to read. Um, it's just kind of a tribute to the dogs that we kind of share our lives with. Um, and, you know, the one thing that she talks so much about is observation skills. And I would say Suzanne is probably one of the the most skilled observation, observationalist, if that's a word, um, of watching dogs. Um, and, and, and she comes from a, from, a, from a standpoint of looking at the dog itself and taking an empathic um, stand in terms of training, um, how, you know, there's, there's no reason to use force. These dogs are really trying to communicate and tell us what they think. So it's just a really, just a really great book. And again, it's not a how-to. It's also hilarious. If you've ever met Suzanne in person, she is ridiculously comical, <laughs> even in her workshops. Um, or if you listen to some of her YouTube information too, she's got most of her workshops that you can purchase on YouTube. Um, it's, they're amazing. Um, and she just really like dives into the relationship that we have. Um, you know, the love that we have our dogs, which is just, it's such a beautiful, um, 
kind of book. So um, if you want like a feel good, make you understand what your dog is thinking book, it's just quite fabulous. Um, and I think it makes you kind of look at your dog in a little bit of a different light. You know, a lot of us will say, oh, our dogs are being naughty or whatever it might be. But, you know, a lot of the times if you are a good observer, you might see that your dog has some pain and that's why they're not being, you know, they're not comfortable um, with you touching them in a certain spot or whatever it might be. So um, that's kind of my first um, incredibly fabulous book <laughs> by Suzanne Clothier. Um, and again, anything you read of her, she's got all of her articles on her website um, kind of linked that are available for free, which is quite amazing. Um, she's written forever about dogs and biomechanics and um, how that kind of ties into looking at our dogs and kind of sensing what they're feeling. So um, that would be my first, um, one of my first favorites. And again, these are just in alphabetical order because I thought that would be an easy way to do it. Um, but yeah, you can pick that book up anywhere or you can get it right from her website too. So Bones are Rain from the Sky from Suzanne Clothier. Um, <clears throat> the second book I'm going to talk about is, holy cow, when we talk about old books, this book was written, oh gosh, let me find when it was first published, I think it's 1996. Um, yeah, 1996, which, wow, in the dog training world, I mean, I look at, you know, how we used to train back in the 90s, and it was sometimes not very kind. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's how I learned, and so... This was this book. This was probably the very first book that I read that said, holy cow, like, I don't think I have it right. <laughs> um, and I think and she's come out. This book is called The Culture Clash by Jean Donaldson. Um, Jean Donaldson was the director of the San Francisco ASPCA for a very long time. Um, she now has her own training school. Um and this book is written a little bit different. You know, the Suzanne Clothier book, um, the Patricia McConnell book I'm going to talk about, um, the Kathy Sadow book I'm going to talk about are all very kind of um, soft-spoken about our relationship with dogs. But Jean really, like, she really hits the head on the nail. She's very direct, <laughs> which I think everyone will appreciate. Um, but The Culture Clash is what her book is called. Um, and the, the title of it is A Revolutionary Way of Understanding the Relationship Between Humans and Domestic Dogs. And a lot of what you're going to hear in this book I've talked about here in a roundabout way of, of can we find behaviors that we like and can, our do and can we reward um, those behaviors. So this book is just groundbreaking. I mean, again, I, I read this probably after it came out, like in the late 90s. And oh my gosh, the information on it, the way that you look at your dog is just utterly fascinating. I mean, they ta she talks a lot about how why dogs do what they do and how we try to sometimes squash what our expectations are. Um, and so it's just fascinating. Um, and, and, you know, she talk it's, it's a little bit, it just gets a little bit geeky, which I think for those of us that do behavior work or work with dogs, I think it's, we can appreciate that. She talks quite a bit through, like, learning through operant and classical conditioning. Um, and we have all of those misconceptions about, you know, aggression and pack mentality. And she kind of just puts those all to rest. I mean, she quotes the research, but she doesn't really dive into it. And it's such a kind of layman's look a lot of it is looking at at why dogs do what they do um yeah so I I really I think if you read it it's a really easy read because it's written very very direct <laughs> so um 
I think it's such it's such a great book. And you know the the title of it, the Culture Clash. It basically talks about how us as primates. Um, have this relationship with a canine who doesn't speak our language and I talk about this a lot in classes like we somehow live amiably with these animals that have you know carpet shredders in their mouth and we have amiable relationships with them but I think sometimes we have this clash of what our cultures look like you know for humans we don't uh, we don't communicate like dogs do and so much of what dog how dogs communicate is um, with nonverbals, um, with body language. And so, you know, a lot of the things that we think are bad, like for example, biting, puppy biting, you know, humans, a lot of the times we think that is bad and not even puppy biting, kind of going as far as like warning signals with dogs with growling. And a lot of humans think that's just an awful aggressive behavior. That's a really normal way for dogs to communicate. And I know that growling, lunging, barking freaks people out, Um, But that's kind of a natural, normal dog behavior. And so she really kind of dives into what what some of our expectations are from the culture that we come from and then versus like what the dog's natural behaviors might look like. So, oh my gosh, such a great book. And it's the chapters are pretty short, if I remember right. I haven't read it in a long time. Yeah, so so I think just a, a great... Uh, just an awesome book. She's got a reading list at the end too. Now there was a new, um, I have the old edition. There was a new edition that came out, I want to say like three or four years ago. Um, a lot of us in behavior work didn't really agree with her, her section. She talks about crate training. Um, and so she's redone that to kind of talk about, um, you know, better ways to do things as we all do. Right. Like, I mean, I don't do things the way that I used to do them before either. Um, but otherwise, be, you know, the book is really old, but gosh, it's just so, it's so groundbreaking, um, you know, in terms of looking at our dogs and looking at some of the expectations that we have as humans and how it's really unfair to set those expectations onto our dogs because they, the way that they communicate is so different and how that clash between the two of us creates a lot of conflict in the relationships that we have with our dogs, um, and so it's just a great, a great book. And again, this one you can get obviously in book form, but <clears throat> the Audible or uh, um, any of the library apps or, or the audio apps that you can find. So that's Gene Donaldson's. It's called The Culture Clash. And again, that's a really old book, too. So um, so I encourage you guys to pick up that one because it's just awesome. Um, and I'm going to give you six. So, you know, this may be more than summer reading. This might be like <laughs> the whole year of reading. <laughs> Um, but all so worth their weight in gold. I mean, these are kind of my top six. Um, and I've added one since I used to say top five, but now, um, when, um, uh, Kim Brophy's book came out that I had to add that to my top, top ones too. So, (laughs) so the culture clash would be, um, I'm just going in alphabetical order. So that would be my next one. Um, the next book, that I want to talk about um, is called Don't Shoot the Dog. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't Shoot the Dog. And that's from Alexandra Horowitz. So that's, um, or, or I'm sorry. Um, so that is called, so the next book I want to talk about is uh, Karen Pryor. And it's called Don't Shoot the Dog. Um, and again, this is an old book too. So And Karen Pryor just turned 90 this year. So she has been around the animal training world for a long time. Um, She's kind of the grandmother of clicker training. So most of you, many of you, have probably heard her uh, 
uh, heard her name mentioned in clicker training um, because she's kind of one of the grandmothers of clicker training. So clicker training is kind of this little audible marker. It's a little kind of noise box that you can mark the right behavior um, with your dogs. And a lot of us use clicker training to train like a whole bunch of things. Um, Karen Pryor started in the marine mammal world. So she started um, in the marine mammal world training uh, dolphins. And she's got a really great book called The Lads of the Wind, which is one of her first the second book I'm going to tell, or third book in our list, um, is a book called Don't Shoot the Dog by Karen Pryor. And holy cow, if we want to talk about older books, this one is from 1982, I believe. Which, again, in the dog training world would be very irrelevant. <laughs> um, a lot of you may have heard her name, but Karen Pryor is the um, kind of the grandmother of clicker training. So she was one of the very first kind of clicker training people that brought that training into the dog world. And so um, she started her career in the marine mammal world. So working with marine mammals. And one of the first books she published, I believe, is called Lads of the Wind. Um, and it's kind of all about her marine mammal experience. But this book is about dog training. And so the, the title is kind of alarming, I think, for some people <laughs> because it's called Don't Shoot the Dog. Um, and the reason that it's called that is because she talks about eight ways to change behavior. So um, there are eight ways in which you can change behavior of any species. And this book isn't necessarily um, dog specific. She talks about changing behavior of any species. Um, and in her book, she, you know, she talks about the dog, the spouse, the child who doesn't put the laundry away, the angry bus driver. I mean, she talks about a whole bunch of different kinds of scenarios in which you could change behavior. Um, and so it's called Don't Shoot the Dog because, you know, her, her first is uh, uh, explanation of how you would change behavior is just get rid of the problem. Well, obviously, that's not the take that any of us take, but um, it's kind of like how are some ways to change behavior? Um, and one of the things that she talks about so much of is can we teach um, a behavior that is incompatible with the one that we don't want? And a lot of you, especially those of you that are in my behavior caseload, have talked a lot, you know, we've talked a lot about um, substituting another behavior for one that we don't like. And so uh, this this book is really, it was really groundbreaking um, at the time because that was a time where not a lot of people were doing clicker training. It was fairly common in, you know, the marine mammal world um, and, and still is, you know, in the zoo world. I mean, gosh, everyone that's progressive in a zoo husbandry setting are using clickers or some kind of audible marker of some sort. So... <clears throat> So her book, Don't Shoot the Dog, is just, it's one I would absolutely add to my library. Um, and it's not, like I said, dog specific. It's kind of about how you change behavior in any creature. Um, so it's such a great look at just the the behavior science, really. Um, so I, I recommend that, too. That's a that's a fabulous book. And again, they're... Um, um, it's been around forever, so so it's it's a super popular book for dog trainers. So you probably be able to find it kind of anywhere. So um, don't shoot the dog. That's my third one that I wanted to kind of mention. Um, let's see, the fourth book that I wanted to talk about um, is by Dr. Alexandra Horowitz. So Dr. Horowitz is a researcher at Barnard College at Columbia University in New York, and. She runs a canine cognition lab there. And gosh, her research in the past probably five years has really kind of changed the way 
the way that we view our dogs. Um, the research that she does is so incredibly fascinating. Um, she runs a lab that looks at <clears throat> canine cognition and specifically really at kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, like olfactory um, ability in dogs and, and what the olfactory ability and kind of the brain is doing at the same time in natural settings. Um, she also kind of studies the domestic social play of dogs and what that looks like and kind of what it does, um, um, what that looks like and kind of like the the consent of a dog and, and pieces like that. So her research is fascinating. Um, anything that comes out of her lab is really, really quite cool to read. Um, she kind of, she, the other thing that she does a lot of is look at anthropomorphism. So that just means like how we look at a dog and we say, we give it human characteristics, essentially. Um, and she's done some empirical testing of what that looks like. So anytime you get a hands on her research or any of her graduate assistants, it's it's fabulous. And her book, the, the book Inside of a Dog by Alexander Horowitz was a number one New York Times bestseller. So a lot of people have read it. Some of you may have seen, she has a YouTube video um, from TED Talks about how dogs see. And it talks about like their olfactory system and how when they're, when they're, moving through a natural space, like what they see with their nose. Um, and so this book is so great. I mean, she quotes a lot of research because she is a researcher, um, but it's so fabulous in terms of looking at your dog and understanding what they're seeing essentially in the world. And I think a lot of what she talks about, I'm going to kind of go back to when I talk about Kim Brophy's book, because some of the things that she says in this book are really going back to essentially meeting our dog's needs. So <clears throat> if we look at our dogs having needs to go out and use their nose, this like incredibly fabulous, you know, developed sense of smell that we sometimes don't allow them to use. Um, you know, Dr. Horowitz really, really centers on when we allow dogs to do that, what happens to the rest of their body? What happens to their brain if we allow them to make their own decisions? Um, and so her field of like canine consent and using their nose and smelling really, really ties into kind of what, what I guess the new science of dog training is saying. Like we need to give dogs consent. We need to allow them to kind of make their own decisions. So um, Inside of a Dog by Alexander Horowitz. And this one's, like I said, pretty easy to find because it's, uh, um, it's been a bestseller. And so it's a pretty easy, um, it's a pretty easy uh, uh, book to find. So, um, oh my God, Rich. I keep making you pause. I usually leave her until it starts. So take a look at that. And, and I encourage you, anything that she has written or she has quoted um, in articles or the research or whatever, that would be a great a great little uh, place to, to begin to really learn about what their noses are saying. So Inside of a Dog, Dr. Alexander Horowitz, I, that's um, going to be one of your tops for the summer too. So that was our number four. Um, let's see, number five. So this, this book is pretty, well, not new, um, but I think right now in the dog training world, it's kind of blowing up. So um, this book is by Kim Brophy. And it's called Meet Your Dog. So Kim Brophy, Meet Your Dog. And Kim is an applied ethologist, which is interesting because the last two <laughs> books I'm going to talk about are kind of um, by applied ethologists. Um, but Kim Brophy has a book called Meet Your Dog. And gosh, when I started listening to her 
research and her, um, you know, like thoughts on, on the dog world, it was very incredibly mind blowing. Um, and those of you that are in my behavior caseload, you know that this is part of like part of your required listening <laughs> is some of the Kim Brophy information. I'm actually enrolled in her course right now. She has a cor- course to become a family dog mediator. Um, and so I'm currently in her course because I couldn't pass it up and the, the work she's done is amazing and the information she gives is amazing. So meet your dog is a little bit different than the other training books. And again, I, I should say training books because they are not how to's, but, um, uh, what this book talks about is how, if you have a specific breed, um, how those genetics of that specific breed come to light in your dog's behavior. And sometimes we, we think they're having behavior problems when it's in fact just what their genetics are, are telling them to do. You know, you have the German Shepherd that barks at the end of the leash. Well, yep, because he's a German Shepherd. He was bred to do that. Um, you have the Golden Retriever who wants to enthusiastically greet every single person. Well, Golden Retrievers were bred to be highly social animals. Um, people get frustrated with like the beagle that they have when they walk it and it wants to smell everything. But that's that dog's genetic material telling the dog to act that way. Um, and the thing that Kim really talks about is how we have genetically selected for certain traits and certain breeds. And they sometimes become maladaptive in environments where they're not able to use them. So... It's probably, I think, every single dog owner that ever considers getting a dog. And even if you don't know the breed, if you can find out what's in that dog, because that's going to give you so much information as to why your dog is doing what they do. Um, You know, I kind of, I just had a conversation with a colleague last week about how is it unethical of us as behavior consultants to try to change behavior that the dog genetically was programmed to do. Um, I don't know. I have to think a lot about that. You know, you have the dog that that um, <clears throat> is, you know, a great Pyrenees kind of guarding a home. Well, we've genetically selected for that trait for th- hundreds of years. And now the dog doesn't have anything to guard and they are guarding the home. And in that context, maybe it's a maladaptive behavior in that context, but it's what the dog's genetics are telling it to do. So I, every behavior client I have, like we talk a lot about how, how maybe why your dog is doing what they're doing. So I think every human that owns a dog or has a dog in their life should read this book because it's just, it will, it will will utterly change the way that you think about your animals. Um, And it will make you appreciative of some of the things they do and more understanding about why they do what they do. Um, And I think everyone will find their breed in that, in that book. So meet your dog, Kim Brophy. Um, It was, hard to find for a while because all of us dog geeks were buying it. <laughs> um, but it's just a fabulous book and I'm super excited to be enrolled in her course and get certified um, as a family dog mediator because I think it's just such a cool way to look at behavior and I already incorporated into behavior consulting and you know everything we do here daycare and classes and things like that but it's just a really a really fascinating field of applied ethology that I think um has been sitting dormant for a while and now it just gives us such a great understanding. So, um, oh, just, just a great book. I can't say enough about it. Um, so, uh, meet your dog. Um, and then the last book I want to talk to talk about is an author that, you know, is a Wisconsin person. So Dr. Patricia, Patricia McConnell, which I feel like if you've been in the dog world any length of time, you know who she is. (laughs) 
Um, she is a, I think she's still teaching, associate professor at UW-Madison. Go Badgers. I have to give a shout out to my, alum, <laughs> my alumni. <laughs> um, and so, uh, or my alma mater, rather. Uh, she's an applied ethologist, and, and she had a dog training school in Black Earth for a long time called Dog's Best Friend, who she sold to Amy Moore, gosh, probably like 10 years ago. Um, she still does a lot of writing, a lot of publishing, a lot of speaking, um, and she's got a couple books out there. It was hard to pick a favorite, but I really love The Other End of the Leash. Um, so Dr. Patricia McConnell, The Other End of the Leash. Um, we've had her in Eau Claire, too, so she's been up here speaking um, and it just talks about why we do what we do around our dogs. And it looks at, like, our behavior, um, which is really quite fascinating. Um, and Patricia McConnell is a, a, a certified applied animal behaviorist. So she um, is one of the few um, CABs, as we call them, C-A-A-Bs, that are in the world. Um, but she looks at how dogs... Um, how we act, it's kind of going back to that, like we act like a primate and we don't really understand dogs. Um, you know, she talks a lot about the whole dominance paradigm that we don't need to do, we don't need to use, um, and how that causes problems in our relationship. Um, and how, just how to be a benevolent leader with your dog, really. So she is a fabulous book. Anything she reads is so empathic and beautiful and her you know understanding of dogs again is super amazing so um so uh the other end of the leash is one of my my top books as well and then I just have one more that I know I'm running short on time <laughs> um but the last one I want to mention because it's a pretty short read um is a book called is a book called plenty in life is free um plenty in life is free by Kathy Sadeo and it's SD. A-O is how you spell her name, S-D-A-O. Um, plenty in Life is Free. And Kathy has, she's another certified applied animal behaviorist. Um, and I think there's only like, oh gosh, f under 40 in the United States, I think. Um, you know, people throw the word behaviorist around and it is not what they think it is. <laughs> um, for those of us that are in the field, like a behaviorist is someone with a PhD <clears throat> or a veterinarian um, in applied animal behavior. So, um, so her book is so great. It's a really short book. It's a really easy read. She is so amazing at, um, kind of looking at your dog's behavior and just, in and she has a program called smart 50 C mark and reward training. Um, and so she, it's called smart 50. And she talks about how, if you take 50 treats out on your, on your counter every day, and you reward your dog 50 times for doing something that you would like to see more of, how you're just going to really start to see those behaviors in your dog's repertoire. Um, so plenty in life is free. Um, and it's kind of going against the whole nothing in life is free, um, which we kind of used to do a lot of. And again, I say used to because I was in that world as well. Um, how sometimes you just reward them for doing cool stuff and how, you know, in any other relationship with any other creature we have in our lives, we don't make them earn everything. That's so ridiculous. Like I don't give my husband a hug because he earned it because he, you know, did something. <laughs> um, and I love her. I love her, um, her explanation of that. And she's, uh, oh gosh. And to see her in person is just fabulous. We're all, our whole staff are going down to see her in August in Appleton, um, at a fabulous dog training school down there for a, a workshop. So, um, uh, Kathy Sadow, <coughs> the, uh, uh, plenty in life is free. And that's a pretty short book. Um, it's a, it's a pretty easy read. 
Um, and I think it's put out by Dogwise Publishing, so you can find it on dogwise.com or um, if you just Google it, I'm sure you'll find it. But that's a, a, a quick, easy quick easy read and and you know I say that the books we've talked about today are not like how to's but this is a little bit of a how to but it comes from a different perspective of of looking at our dog's behavior and kind of rewarding things that we like so that those behaviors start to become more predominant in their repertoire and I know I've talked a lot about that on this podcast as well so so um, those are your fabulous summer reads so kind of to reiterate what um, the books we talked about we had Suzanne Clothier if bones would rain from the sky um, we have Don't Shoot the Dog by Karen Pryor. We have The Culture Clash. Oop, I think I went out of order. The Culture Clash by Jean Donaldson. Um, Inside of a Dog by Dr. Alexandra Horowitz. Um, the Other End of the Leash by Patricia McConnell. Meet Your Dog by Kim Brophy. Um, and Plenty in Life is Free by um, uh, Kathy. So... Um, if you're looking for something quite fabulous to read this summer, I would recommend all of them or maybe over the next year. That's six books. That's a lot of reading. <laughs> um, but dive into those and I think it'll give you such a fabulous perspective on your dog's behavior. <laughs> 